Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Culture Cabinet. I am your host, your ghost host. Um, I could keep going on that whole spiel, but I won't. We'll be wasting 13 <laughs> minutes, so no need. Um, but hi, <laughs> welcome to the Culture Cabinet uh, podcast. Um, I'm Lex, and I'm joined here today with my favorite two ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, how are you doing? I'm doing great. This is a very ghostly day for me. I've just come from a Halloween festival at a historic site I used to work at, and now I get to to talk Halloween some more. It's you know for for a a ghosty girl like myself, this is one of the best times of the year. Who who doesn't love a ghosty time? Um, Dan, how about you? How you doing? Moi, ah, ah, ah. I'm doing great. <laughs> this is, you know, fall is my favorite season. Partly because I just love fall colors and partly because Halloween bitches. Halloween bitches is right. Um, also, you sounded like the Count from uh, Sesame Street. Which I appreciate. One day to Halloween. Um... Well, yeah. So if you haven't caught on, um, we're not just talking about ghosts for fun, though we could do that. So that is um, what I do most of the time. <laughs> but if there's anything the three of us love, it's a good theme, a good a good celebration. So we thought, what better way to celebrate Halloween than gathering around the culture cabinet and discussing our favorite uh, Halloween moments in pop culture. Um, to kind of just give some context, this goes beyond just simple Horror films, even though if you want to talk about that, by all means, I'm not I'm not bossing anybody. <laughs> but um, I feel like Halloween's one of those things that um, gets a lot of great representation in media and pop culture, but isn't always discussed in the same way that Christmas-themed things are and that kind of thing. So I thought we would just kind of take a moment to um, talk about some of our favorite Halloween TV episodes, movies, music. I don't know. I don't know. The the, the possibilities are endless. Um, but I think just because I know the three of us quite well that uh, I feel like TV is a good place to start because I, for one, love a good Halloween special. I feel like it's a forgotten art and I would like to see uh, the resurgence of a Halloween special. Um, but does anybody want to get started with their top Halloween TV moments? Um, I want to start with one because I feel like we have one that like both Lexi and I are going to want to speak on, but I have another one that I want to talk about first. Uh, my parents recently have started watching New Girl and I was with them um, at their house on the night that they watched. It's season two, episode six. I looked it up, which is the like Halloween episode where Jess is working at like the carnival for her school or whatever um and it's in that time where she's dating sam the doctor um but the thing that really sticks with me is when nick goes through the haunted house and the thing about jake johnson is that like he is my favorite person to like watch like outlandishly react to things like the way that he's going through that house just like screaming and then when he like hits her in the face is so funny to me and I really like that it's like a very nice like Halloweeny theme without being like too like and now we will stop the plot of our TV series <laughs> to bring you Halloween episode. Um, I 
find that so funny and anytime like literally we were at the state fair what was that last weekend Lux mm-hmm. and um we went in this like haunted house ride thing and Lex was screaming her little head off <laughs> uh and all I could think about was Nick Miller in that episode <laughs> like, uh, that's we- the level of reaction Lex was giving to this thing but it was nowhere near as scary as that haunted house <laughs> listen any character that has a law degree but everyone looks at them and is like now now how's that is a character <laughs> that tend to resonate with so yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah you, you were giving nick miller <laughs> it won't be the first time i've been told that so i just think it's great nicole that you've gotten your whole family hooked on new girl oh they're so hooked and i i know this is not related to halloween but i do need to share that my parents their favorite character is Cece. they're just obsessed with Cece. that is I think very interesting to me the best person which makes sense because like I and do they're on she's... season what right now they're on season three so um, oh so she's only gonna get better exactly and i think i think my mom slowly but surely is building a soft spot for schmidt so i'm like you aren't ready <laughs> like, no yeah i could see your dad liking winston i don't know why he that... does okay he... winston say. is a very todd character i was gonna say there's something about that that just feels right from from the man whose favorite marvel character is ant-man yeah <laughs> we stand winston, winston we, we stand winston and his cat yes <laughs> Yeah, I used to make fun of the way that Winston acted about his cat, and then I got my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsies. Everyone tune into my Instagram to see Theo's Halloween costume. (laughs) I need to get Dewey a Halloween costume. He may just be Steve Harrington again, like he was. (laughs) I mean, he's got the hair for it. He does have the. (laughs) He does have the hair for it. That's that's a very good point. Um, speaking of Steve Harrington, I think we're gonna. Yeah, let's let's. Are we gonna do it? Are we gonna do it? It just the segue was right there. The segue was right there. Yeah, that wasn't even on purpose. I swear. Um, but no, I think uh one that is maybe I think safe to say like for all three of us um a big Halloween kind of touch point. I actually watched it this morning um in celebration of Halloween. Nicole's got a screenshot of it as her background right now. I am of course talking about season two, episode two of uh, Stranger Things. Uh, the episode entitled Trick or Treat Freak, which is the Halloween episode of Stranger Things, which on a whole, the entire series kind of feels a little bit Halloween-y because it's creepy and whatever. They really went in on the Halloween on that episode. And dare I say it's one of the best episodes in the whole series. It, I think, might be my favorite episode in the whole series. And I'm sorry because I know your boy Eddie isn't in it, but... Mm -hmm. um, particularly partially and this is like one of my favorite things about stranger things in general but the soundtrack in the halloween episode Mm -hmm. like that the moment when jonathan comes into that party and i just girls on film girls on film listen it's a song that i love but them having jonathan walking through that party with girls on film thrills me every time and it's still playing when steve storms out of the party yep yep it's Mm -hmm. so good makes me angry and I, there's, I always think this when I watch Say Anything, and there's the house party theme and Say Anything. I think it when I watch the Halloween episode of Stranger Things, I'm so angry. Uh, if I only could, I'd make a deal with God and I'd get him to let me go back to the '80s just to experience one house party. I don't know Please. why a good '80s house party <sighs> looks way more fun than a modern day house party. Maybe it's the music. It I don't does. know, but it does, um, it, it does look way fun. I also, I think I forgot 
that like that episode because whenever I think about that episode I'm gonna be really honest I think about Steve and Nancy's argument in the bathroom um because when am I not thinking about drunk Nancy being like we're we're partying we're partying at least like three times a week um, uh, the drunk acting is so good it's truly I love that part so much but also there's so much else good in that episode like it's one of the first big episodes that we get with max um which i love like in her like awkwardly trying to join the group and like she wears the michael myers mask that she later gives to eddie and dustin and like Lucas kind of like vying for her attention and mike is like it's so cute like and it's also one of the great, I feel like, Mike still being a good friend to Will episodes. Yeah. Um, before yeah. he gets completely distracted. Like <laughs> the fact that like they the the whole the whole thing about like the costume, like and it has to be the group costume and there has to it's be all so four funny. of them. Like and them wearing it to school. I love it. Only one. I know. Yeah. And I love when they're taking pictures. But I love the solidarity. I love it so much. And I love when they're taking pictures in their Ghostbuster yes. outfit. Dustin's got his little toothless smile and it's, just, it's so cute. They're just like, oh, I so wish funny. I had a group of friends like that at that it's age. It's like a reminder you know, of like, like, how fun Halloween was as a kid. Yes. Like when it was only yeah. just about trick-or-treating and costumes. like And not dramatic parts. And not dramatic parties. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great use of soundtrack. Great use of just overall vibes. It just nothing, nothing grinds my gears more than the reminder that I really think <sighs> I was supposed. Like I know it's so annoying for people to be like, "I was born in the wrong decade," but like, <laughs> I think I should have lived in the. I think I would have thrived in the eighties. I think you would too. <laughs> Yeah. Could I have been a lawyer? Maybe not, but I don't. There are days where I don't think that was such a bad thing. So. Oh no, you could have absolutely have been a lawyer. You just have to would have snorted a lot of coke. Well, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, but also speaking of the '80s, with this episode, I love the '80s like cultural references that we get because of the Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of the really fun parts of this too. Obviously, like the Michael Myers, like the Ghostbusters. Um, I probably should not start talking about Steve's Halloween costume because I won't stop. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. love that this is one of those episodes that really like leans into it being the 80s, I feel like, beyond just the normal like soundtrack and fashion that we see in the other episodes. Yeah. Completely agree. Um Dan, you have not shared a choice yet, and you... I have not, but since we're talking about, like, awesome house parties, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to bring up, um, because one of my favorite television series of all time is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. And the Halloween episodes were always special with that series, because Halloween, she loses her Slayer powers... For that 24 hours. So it's like the one episode of the year you feel like she's okay, she's actually in danger now. And all her friends are also because like she can't protect them as strongly as she can. And there's one, I think it's um season three when they finally get to college. 
or no season four four sorry season four i think it's the season four one where like they go to like a party at a, a frat house and the frat boy is just like completely regress <laughs> into like caveman and there's another one where like they all you know become the personalities of their halloween car costumes and stuff and it's that show is always the perfect blend of funny and scary and It it's a show that made sense to have a Halloween themed episodes, and they always nailed it. Is that is the thing about that show? I've not seen, I like I've seen epi sporadic episodes of it, but I've not like watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, it I feel like that show overall gives like Halloween vibes. So yes, very much. It, but is that the episode with a baby Pedro Pascal where he's like a werewolf? No, that's not that one. I don't think he's in one of the Halloween ones. Okay. I do remember that he was on that show though. Yeah, <laughs> because I saw I I saw it in like an on a rewatch. Like I would come across the random episode that he was in, and I was like, "Wait, is that what?" He's unrecognizable unrecognizable like and wasn't he a werewolf or did i just want him to be remus lupin because i wait hold i'm <laughs> <laughs> i i have to look that up because i don't i i if i recall correctly i think he was actually like a human friend of hers if it's the episode that i'm thinking of it um hold on Yeah, no, his 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 name is his name is Eddie. Oh my god. Um and he is a, no, he's a, he's a vampire, not a Oh, well. Not not a werewolf, but he's like a sympathetic vampire like you sort of feel for him. So like it's a very very lex coded character. I was going to say I'm sympathetic <laughs> for all vampires. Um except <laughs> Alice Cullen. Um <laughs> join us next week when i talk about my vendetta against alice cullen which um, twilight movie is the most halloween of new them moon. because i that i was gonna say it's either new moon or eclipse but i'm not mm -hmm. sure which eclipse is my least favorite of the it's my least favorite book and movie um and it just reminds what's so weird is new moon is my favorite um but I don't like Jacob because I only like werewolves when they're Remus Lupin. <laughs> um, and so I mean that's fair. Yeah, and I feel like that's the most Jacob heavy movie because, like, yeah. Edward dumps her in the woods. But there's something because about Bella, where the hell you been, Loka? Bella, where the hell you been, Loka? It's the first movie with Jamie Campbell Bower, and we know I love Jamie Campbell Bower. It's got Michael Sheen. It's got literally like Michael Sheen and Jamie Campbell Bower policing the vampires in Rome. What is not to love about Twilight New Moon? Nothing. And it's got the best soundtrack. Um, but I think like the I think it's got the overall most like Octobery. Yeah. All like kind of more Halloween looking aesthetic. Yeah. Like the whole series has very fall vibes. Oh yeah. Right. I watch it every fall and yeah. spring and summer and winter. Oh, but... I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, be sorry. I love Twilight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, Nicole, you've not seen Buffy, have you? 
I so I, I apologize, not. Dan. We can't contribute. I, I know. Like, it, <laughs> look, it is a very '90s kid thing. '90s kid, so you know, I I expected to be the only one who was going to mention that one. Um, but the other one that I have to talk about because it's another series that Halloween was a big, you know, so most sitcoms will do a Thanksgiving episode. A Christmas episode. Modern Family said no. Halloween is our holiday, and that is just one of the reasons why I would why I will always love Modern Family. I love Modern Family because they did Halloween right. Mm-hmm. I, I Claire is absolutely correct. Halloween is the best holiday because we get to scare the shit out of all those little shits running around our neighborhood, and it's okay. <laughs> I love the episode where uh, Gloria can't say the, because they all the all the Halloween episodes kind of blur together in my mind because it's been yeah. a minute since I watched Modern Family, but um, I love the one where Gloria is trying to do the like intro to the haunted house and she's like, <laughs> all your nightmares. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> she can't. She can't do it. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Gloria is the best character on that show, and like I. <laughs> maturing is realizing that yes i also i love cam but the thing is i love gloria and cam's dynamic together too it's so that's the best part yeah they're so good together when uh when she takes him to the um colombian restaurant and he eats this (laughs) that's too spicy (laughs) and he gets the whole pitcher of water and she's like it'll make it so much worse so good I love it so much. And I love the episode where um they're worried that Lily needs like a female influence, so they get Gloria to take her out for a girls' day. And Lily out of nowhere is like, Did you know I'm gay? <laughs> so I also love Lily. Lily is incredible. I I I will go back and watch like certain episodes. A lot. I, I can't. I don't think I could watch the whole series. It, it's just too much. But I have gone back and I have gone back and watched the Halloween episodes in particular because they're always so fun. Mm-hmm. Because you would think that they would just all be like the same episode, but they found like so many different ways to spin Claire's love of Halloween and to have it interact with the rest of the characters. It was always really great. I love the, um, we were talking about this before, Lex, the one where um, we learn why Cam does not <laughs> like Halloween. <laughs> it's so funny. And I love the last one they did where Phil finally gets Claire after like the whole series trying to frighten her and him always not succeeding and like the reveal that he has been working on this plan for like <laughs> months <laughs> if i it's said insane that... and i love it and uh tyberell as phil like hi daddy indeed if i said that phil dumpy was low-key my dream man on a scale I, of you know what and how surprised would we be a negative a, 12. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like I a told little, you that. <laughs> a little bit, but only in that, like, he's a little old for your typical type. Bill Dumphy's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea how old Tyberl is, but I'm talking the time Someone... that he 
filmed Modern Family, I would guess 40s. Someone yeah. investigate um, the Jimmy Stewart to Philadelphia pipeline. <laughs> oh my god, but yes, though. That's my type. Everything <sighs> about Lex's type can be discovered by, like, just compare the man to Jimmy Stewart, and then you're like, ah, yes, okay. I think there's even a case <laughs> made for Eddie Munson to Jimmy Stewart. I don't know about that, but there is a definite mm. case to be made for Joseph Quinn and Jimmy Stewart. Mm, um, yes, me next yes. week where I break down the Jimmy Stewart to <laughs> Eddie Munson pipeline after I talk about why I hate Alice Cullen. Um, <laughs> but anyways. This is why Alice Cullen is barred from the culture cabinet. <laughs> Alice Cullen, you know, Alice Cullen had a vision that she was allowed in the culture cabinet, so she showed up <laughs> and she learned that much like all her other visions, that was just some BS. <laughs> Truly <laughs> the worst psychic. Come on in. Come on in. Carly Cullen is in, in the Charlie. culture cabinet. Carly Swan, <laughs> you're allowed into. Um, I think those are the only two Twilight characters. No, um, Michael Sheen and Jamie Campbell Bauer. I don't know your characters' names. Even, even like creepy Dakota Fanning can come in too. No, Dakota Fanning. I'm sorry. Um, in Twilight, I just don't like her in Twilight. Oh, okay. That's I like her, uh, but not in Twilight. I was like, do we have beef with the Fanning sisters? What's happening? <laughs> no, 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 no. Better no, no. not. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I just have beef with um. Well, one, I have beef with the fact that they all have weird like. It's Michael Sheen, Jamie Campbell Bower, the old dude, and Jane. Like, <laughs> yeah, they all have yeah. all these like Machiavellian names, and then Jane. Yeah. Yeah, um, and we know she was around in the 1600s because she was there when they were burning babies. Um, anyways, <laughs> what a perfect segue. Um, <laughs> I would like to kind of touch on um, speaking of babies. I would like speaking to of burning babies. I would like to babies. Oh. Um, <laughs> I when I think Halloween TV <laughs> episodes, I will say. That all these years later, um, I loved the Disney Channel Halloween episodes of the early 2000s. Um, I remember Lizzie McGuire had one where uh, they actually talked about Dia de los Muertos. Um, and that was a really good episode. The That's So Raven episode where she was turning into a cow um, traumatized me as a child. I don't remember exactly what happened, but she and Chelsea got cursed. And so they started slowly turning into cows. Um and it traumatized me as a child, but I I don't I've not watched Disney Channel in a hot minute, um, which is nothing to brag about because I still actively watch iCarly, which also has a really good um, Halloween episode where Spencer forgets to buy candy, so a bunch of kids shove him into a giant pumpkin and throw him into like the Seattle Harbor. Um, that sounds horrifying. Yeah, uh, Spencer Shea, Jerry Trainer, you have a permanent spot in the culture cabinet um but um no i i loved i remember being a kid and just like that's when i would feel like because i feel like when you're a kid the last three months of the year are just a fantastic time you got halloween you got thanksgiving and then you have christmas and when you're a kid christmas is fun and not sad and so i just remember being a kid and um as soon as Disney Channel started rolling out the Halloween specials, that's when I would start to get really excited. I was like, this is the mark of the best time of the year. And I remember Disney Channel used to even play like Harry Potter, like in the early 2000s around Halloween time, which is weird to think about that they were ever allowed Twice. to do. But then Prisoner of Azkaban happened and it, it became the best Harry Potter film, but it became apparently not okay for children. Unless you were me. 
Um, I does anyone else have a, like another TV episode that they want to talk about? Because I have a TV show. Yes, that I want to say should have done more Halloween episodes and didn't. I'll go for it. Ooh. I so wish Gossip Girl had done more Halloween episodes uh, because okay. They only have, like, one, and it was centered around, like, Chuck's Club opening or something, Mm -hmm. and it was very much, like, not actually Halloween-focused, and their Thanksgiving episodes obviously are legendary. They had some Christmas, like, episodes, too, and, like, Hanukkah and whatever. But But see, the thing is, I need to know what Blair Waldorf dresses up as every year. I'm telling you, (laughs) I need to see Blair Waldorf in a Marie Antoinette full-out Halloween costume. Like, you know it would have happened. I want to see drama over, like, who's doing couple costumes, drama over, like, Blair. Two people wearing the same costume. Dressing as the same thing. Like, drama over Serena thinking she's too cool for Halloween. Like... I feel like it's a missed opportunity for some, like, outrageous fashion. It could have been so cool. And they just, like, I want to see, like, Dan Humphrey show up in his, like, nerdy little Halloween costume. And everyone else be like, what is this? Like, I feel like it was a missed opportunity. (laughs) And I just want to say, shame on you, Gossip Girl creators. Absolutely. And I guess it's a, I guess it was probably not as much a a thing because, like, trick-or-treating is not a Thing in New York City. I mean, it is, but like it, it, it doesn't I feel like have it a, is for the wealthy. the same appeal. Well, I actually, feel it like... depends on what neighborhood of the city right. you're in. Like, if you're down in the village or like yeah. that kind of area, then yeah. But like, Gossip Girl was the Upper East Side. Here's There's the not thing, really treating. I know that my girl there, <laughs> Waldorf, would have taken this as an like an opportunity for a wild costume party. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's what they could have done. Like, and that's what they mm-hmm. should have realized they had to do is that because they yes. throw the fucking parties. Right? Like, that's right? what they yeah. do for Halloween. So, missed opportunity. Yeah. Very missed opportunity. Uh, another show that I have to mention that did not miss an opportunity when it comes to the Halloween, mm-hmm. although they didn't do it all the time, um, is another 90s supernatural uh, show. I really love Charmed, like Ooh, okay. a lot. Okay, okay. Like, I couldn't tell where it was going, but I see it either. I was <laughs> that... like X Files. <laughs> well, yes, X Files also awesome. But like the thing that most people do not know about me is I secretly love Charmed. I did not like, know that about you. The amount of times that I have seen that whole series beginning to end. Okay, because of Dan the... Moore unlocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've known like, you for like six years, and I just learned this. I did not I, I have seen the series so many times beginning to end just because of reruns. Like, it is on TNT all the fucking time. Like, and I will watch it all the freaking time because I'm unhealthily obsessed. But I there is a one episode that I think Nicole would really like um, where they they go back in time to their ancestors in Salem. Um, and they're, you know, they really go into like what witches actually were during that time versus what people perceive them as. And 
how how they end the episode is really really fun. I I really love it because they do the whole time thing like you know we're we don't like ride around on broomsticks in a full moon and like cackle the rest of like that's not what that's not what a witch is, and they they have some fun with that at the end of the episode that I really enjoy. <laughs> the the other one and this I think. I think at least Lex knows this about me, but one of my other favorite shows ever is South Park. Mm, yes. I, it, the humor is so often so dumb, but it but makes when me it's laugh. Good, it's so when good. it's, yeah. And it really scratches that like dumb comedy itch. Mm-hmm. And there's one particular, they did a few Halloween episodes, but there's one in particular called The Nightmare on FaceTime. <laughs> Which is the one where Randy buys the Blockbuster video store. I see yeah. like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and they they do a, a parody of Shining with it. <laughs> and one of the kids can't go trick-or-treating, so they stick an iPad with his face on it. <laughs> on the thing and have it like rock along with them. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I had to watch South Park for a class in college once, actually. Really? Um, mm-hmm. I took a what? class on the history of comedy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I was like an elective, and we got to a section on like South Park and Family Guy. And it like, growing up, I was not allowed to watch South Park. My parents oh, were yeah. pretty lenient about those sort of things, but I was not allowed to watch South Park. And it worried me how, like, <laughs> It like unlocked something in me. The only um, it's what Trey Parker and and Matt Stone and Matt Stone. The only other exposure I'd had to them was the Book of Mormon, and I don't like the Book of Mormon. Um, oh. so that um, it it concerned me. I it's a secret dream of mine to go to Casa Bonita and uh, <laughs> yes, I want to like run. Wait, wait I like, literally keep getting tiktoks of that on my for you page and i'm like damn i want to go <laughs> we should go let's all go. run through and be like oh wow awesome this is awesome awesome, awesome. this is awesome it's on my ps i didn't sell my ps please <laughs> cliff divers wow that's no. awesome <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no that episode god I didn't that's one of my that favorite episodes of any tv show mm-hmm. i love it so much Less than a minute. Less than a minute. Um, but yeah. Uh, I didn't even think of that. That's a that's a good that's a that's a good pick, Dan. Thank so, you, thank you. We got some good picks over here. Um, I oh wait, there's one more episode TV episode that I just thought of. Um, that I would be remiss if I thought of later and was like, oh, how did I not bring this up? Um. One of my favorite episodes, well, one of my biggest guilty pleasure shows is Glee. Um, I do not support Ryan. Yes. I do not support Leah Michelle. That said, I love Glee. Um, the Glee cast was in my top five most played artists on Spotify rap last year. And so I. You know uh, what? That's fair. Well, so now I only listen to them on Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> it won't mess up my that's why i have spotify to your spotify apple. wrapped <laughs> yeah it's no i just don't publish my apple music into here saying whatever they call it the like rewind um i only do my spotify rap so all my guilty pleasure stuff goes on apple music um but i love the halloween episode that's rocky horror themed 
Um, that was actually my first exposure to Rocky Horror. I'd never seen it. Um, and what was kind of funny was I remember watching it. And my parents actually watched the first two seasons of Glee when it came out. Um, and so I remember my dad being like, do you know what Rocky Horror is? And I was like, no. And my dad was like, okay, well, it's really inappropriate for a school to be doing Rocky Horror. So this is just weird. And so yeah. I watched Rocky Horror and was like, now why on God's green earth is Will Schuster wanting to be Rocky when his students are playing like Janice? Like he was World's like, worst <laughs> teacher. Join me next week where I talk about Alice Cullen and uh, <laughs> Will Schuster. They're both on my list. Um, not in the culture cabinet not in the culture cabinet but that's the thing is i think it's such a i think it's a trademark glee episode and the sense that you watch it and you're like what the hell is this like what this like what happened to this show and i think that kills me with glee is that i when i was a teenager like i really took it very seriously i took every little plot point horrendously seriously and now as an adult, I'm like, oh my god, like what is this? Um, like yeah. in, in what universe would it be allowed for a teacher to let their students sing? That is the thing though about that episode, is anytime I'm watching Rocky Horror, be it the movie or anything, um, if someone starts singing touch or touch or touch me, I have like <laughs> flashbacks. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> uh, Emma Pillsbury like writhing on that table. Yeah spanish room and i'm like okay we need to end this um but i actually think that the time warp uh dance number at the end is really fun um i think that amber riley kills uh sweet transvestite i think just the her vocals on that song is so good yeah. and it's good reminder that mercedes should have been the real star of the one i was about to say one directioners new directioners um just saying yeah <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I would have been remiss. I would, uh, Nicole, I know you've not seen Glee, but it would just make me so happy if you did. It'd make me you so happy. You just watch the first season. That's all you need to watch. Just the first yeah. season. The first, and I admittedly love the fourth season. When it's the first season after the originals have graduated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's that one's weird. And they randomly do Let's Have a Kiki and uh With, like, the, and turkey lurkey time it's the so bad it's so bad <laughs> and sarah jessica uh, parker's there and they're singing the scissor so sisters bad. with turkey lurkey time um listen it, it's I, bad it's bad the, the thing about glee is that i did not watch glee when it was airing but i was on tumblr at the time <laughs> so you I got all like the story points the experience. <laughs> I, I feel like that is actually what made me less likely to watch it. That's fair. And I also like observed fair. the Glee fandom and I was like, oh, I'm afraid. Listen, um, but like Nicole, really, if Nicole. I had never, I... If I'd never seen Glee, I would have never seen Star Kid. So oh my God. when you yeah. listen to a Jeff Blim song, you sit there and be <laughs> thankful that one of us fought in the trenches. <laughs> no, I'm thrilled that you were in the trenches, so I didn't have to be. <laughs> but really, like Lexi, tell me if I'm wrong, but like if Nicole just watched the pilot of Glee, she would be like, I, I love this show. This is the best show. I legitimately think the Glee pilot I is just, the best I pilot ever I don't know if written. I can yeah. move past my hatred of Leah Michelle. Mm, it's so, easy to think because the thing is her character, you're not, well, it's I think kind of the villain. You're right, her, <laughs> or like her, but you can't. 
Um, yeah, so she's she's insufferable throughout the entire run of that show, and she's very much supposed to be. She's supposed to be, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, listen, Darren Chris. Um, okay, that is the one thing that the one of- unequivocally good thing that that show has given us Co- is Darren. Darren Chris. Chris's cover of cough syrup. It like <laughs> lay it at my funeral. I actually do like if I ever get married, like I want that to be the song we dance to at our wedding is the Glee Foster? version of Teenage Dream. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's like that was confused for a wedding. No. The, okay, so like the no. original version? Yes. Okay, that he, I do that... like the sad version he sings when they break up. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it's it's not, not as good as the one with the whole like chorus behind him. Like that. That is one of the best moments Warbler, of Kurt TV. Mega. I really, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. You know, um, do you know what was the song like? Darren Chris actually low key killed every song he sang on that show. He really uh, did. Like ate it up, left no crumbs. His yeah. cover of "It's Not Right, But It's Okay." I think about that a hundred times a day. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Halloween, but I like it. <laughs> Anyways, before we digress, getting back to Halloween, um, I feel like there's something else. Enough TV for now. Well, I feel like there's one thing that's like TV adjacent. Okay, that I feel like we we have to talk about. Yes, this will segue us into talking about movies because I believe this was a Disney Channel original. But mm-hmm. we, whether it was or not, we have to talk about um, the Debbie Reynolds classic Halloween Town. The entire Halloween Town um, franchise, franchise, except for the last <laughs> one, where it was Sarah Paxton as Marnie. I didn't like that one. Wait, what is the last one called? It's like it's so Halloween Town High is the last one with Kimberly J. Brown okay, as okay. Marnie. So don't worry. I know that's what you're worried about. I, I was like, remember what? what the fourth one's called, but okay. I know they were in college and Kimberly J. Oh. Brown didn't play for me. Um, I vaguely remember this. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like 10 year old me was like, pardon me. Um, But Halloween Town, Halloween Town may be, dare I say, I'm going to go out on a limb, like the best um original Disney Channel We'll say trilogy because again, the fourth one doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I'll hear I an argument have, for Zemo. I I don't yeah. have much of a a stake because I don't <laughs> have too much experience with the Disney Channel originals. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, the only thing that it can really you know compete with at that level is High School Musical and me, a Descendants girly sitting over here. Like, <laughs> well, no, that's what I meant. Like, like the OGs. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Because the thing then, about yeah. High School Musical is uh, 10... Uh, no, the first one came out when I was, I think, 11. And I was obsessed. Yeah. But adult me, like, it didn't, it didn't stick. But the Halloween Town movies, I watched them every that's, Halloween. Yeah, that's stick. And the Xenon ones, those also... I They're love fun! Listen, Halloween Town High, I maintain, is one of the best sequels ever created to, like, any film franchise. Like, they took their concept, realized they needed to go somewhere else with it, and said let's level up and i think i was in like third grade when it came out maybe and i ate that up like sounds right i think it I came out it was, like, third or fourth grade. it was like 2004 so maybe yeah, we were cool. in 
fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. But yeah, but it was, it's, it honestly, I still enjoy it to this day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like typically the third film of your like little franchise is where things really go to hell. Um, Looking at you, Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Uh, but Halloween Town High, man. Also, like, let's talk about the fact that Debbie Reynolds. They had Debbie Reynolds in a original movie. Look, it is one of her best roles. It's one of her best roles. One of her most fun performances. Like, I will stand by this. I agree. I, uh, what I would give, I would give, I would give both of my arms for just one more, like, early 2000s Halloween with like a good early 2000s Disney Channel aesthetic, yeah. a nice little party city costume. The the Disney Channel really knew how to do Halloween. They really did. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to throw it. I feel like talking about Debbie Reynolds is actually like a kind of good segue to the movie that I want to talk about, even though she's not in it. But um, one of my favorite movies, it is also one of my favorite Christmas movies, but the beauty of this film is that it goes through all four seasons. So I can argue it is a film for any season. Oh, I know. Um, where you're going. Yeah, but it has a like extended Halloween section of the film. Mm-hmm. And I think what's so interesting is because this film is set in the early 1900s, it gives us this glimpse into the fact that Halloween used to be a lot creepier than it is now. It like, used to be like low key more occultish. Yeah. Yes. And it used to be more like, okay, and now we're gonna go like play. We're gonna go like, burn things. We're and yeah. we're gonna go like play pranks on our neighbors. And if they don't do what we want them to, we'll like we're gonna throw flowers in people's faces. Yeah. Um, and so what Lex and Dan I think already know I'm talking about is Meet Me in St. Louis, which I maintain Ooh, is one of the best the best movies ever made and the halloween sequence in it is so fun i'm so i'm also like the thing with meet me in st louis is obviously i love judy garland in it but i am equally as obsessed with every girl in that family um and it is a time where the two younger girls really get to shine and them like taking on you know the neighborhood cranky man with blowing flour in his face and And he takes it in stride that's the part that always gets me about that scene is he takes it in stride Mm-hmm. I'm like adults nowadays are always like, well, I have to go buy the candy and people are it's gonna like, interrupt my night. And I'm like, you have it easy. Yeah, you could have <laughs> gotten flour thrown in your face. Yep. Nobody's you gonna have your porch face. furniture burned. Right? Like yeah. I love I also, how dramatic that scene is too, where they're like, yes. Speak to us, Trudy, speak to us. And she's like, I killed him. <laughs> like <laughs> um, like truly. And then okay, then when she's like in is trying to run from the cops <laughs> like and gets claims, hit by a car yeah and claims that what's the neighbor like john or whatever um is the one who like hit her um and judy garland goes over and like beats him up before <laughs> giving him the chance to correct the lie that's been told um honestly iconic margaret o'brien as the the little girl is truly one of my favorite Duty. Duty. <laughs> um and she is amazing like i she makes that whole scene honestly she makes a lot of scenes in that movie but i am so obsessed with it and i i know lex wants to go back and like experience halloween in the 1980s but like if i could go back to like 1904 for like one day only um i want to experience like a proper turn of the century american halloween I want to blow flower in some Yes. 
I um, and dress in weird rags. Yes. <laughs> what what season is the trolley song? I think that's that's the spring, isn't it? That's, spring. Yeah. Or is it it's summer? Or, it's Maybe early summer. on. It's spring it's or summer. summer. I don't remember because I just it comes think the before the song is the best song ever written. I don't disagree with you there. Like. At my funeral, after you've played Darren Chris's cover of Cough Syrup, play the trolley song. I will. I will actually After perform. lowering the casket into the grave, I want to hear a clang, clang, clang. With the I'll perform it. Don't worry. Um, I'll be like an old lady, like clang, clang, clang. And they're like, mm, there's Lexus crazy best friend. But no, instead of a hearse, put my casket on a trolley. In a trolley. I mean, I could probably arrange that. I, I know a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I also... Because this has become a weird theme of this episode. Talking of house parties, the house party of Meet Me in St. Louis is one I would love to attend. Yeah. Like, it is classic. It's so fun. Like, imagine you go to a house party and, like, the host's sister sits down at the piano and is like, I'm going to provide some accompaniments. And then the (laughs) host starts, like, singing. My favorite part where she's like, can you give me a little intro, a little vamping? it's basically us at karaoke but on a i mean yeah level i should have looked up to see if the trolley song was in the catalog we have to damn we're coming back to new york just so we can do i specifically want to go back to that karaoke place we went to i liked it yes and get some more shrimp shumai yes shrimp shumai and i'll actually eat it um (laughs) (laughs) um okay but yeah that's my that's one of my favorite halloween movies and again, I will argue to the death that that is a Halloween movie. It's an all seasons movie. It is. I feel like you made me yes. kind of. So I was actually talking about this on a work call earlier this week because um, every staff meeting we have starts with an icebreaker at my company. And so this week's icebreaker was, are you more of a Halloween person or a Christmas person? And I could not Ooh. answer this question because like, I, I don't. I'm like, I love- yes. I love both, yeah. <laughs> and what I pointed to as examples is two of my favorite movies, I think, kind of cross between a Halloween and a Christmas movie. And that is The Nightmare Before Christmas and Gremlins, um, which Gremlins focuses on... Nicole knows my passion for Gremlins. She knows my passion for... I love okay, Gremlins. Look, Gremlins perpetually one of my favorite christmas movies okay like that is a a plus christmas movie the thing is that i've never seen it all i know of gremlins is every time we go to the state fair they have gremlins as prizes at the games and lex is like i must win a gremlin and i was like a gremlin gremlin (laughs) Mm -hmm. um we should watch gremlins this year um and the thing about gremlins is i feel like it definitely fits more in the like christmas because it takes place over Christmas, but yeah. also it feels like a movie you'd watch on Halloween. It does, um, yeah. But The Nightmare Before Christmas is a true double-crossing, like, Venn diagram. It's in the center um, of Christmas and Halloween. And I um, love the... I actually just got the um, 30th anniversary soundtrack of that of The Nightmare Before Christmas on vinyl. And this is Halloween. Is a I listen to that song every Halloween. Um, like October, some people get like all excited and like start listening to Christmas music before it's even been Thanksgiving. Fuck all that shit. October first happens. 
I put it on. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. I don't Halloween. know why, but that part at the end that's like, our man Jack is king of the pumpkin patch. Everybody <laughs> hail to the pumpkin king. It's so scratches my brain just right. Yeah. It is um, one of the best opening numbers of any musical. Any musical. I stand by it. Also one of the best song scores for any movie ever. And just like I rewatched it the other day, and it's just so delight. It's the perfect kids' Halloween movie mm-hmm. because it is so very obviously like you know like crafted. It's all coming from someone's imagination, and you know, drawn or molded, however you want it. You know, with the claymation, and it looks so cool. But it's that like it has that creepy. A macabre mm-hmm. look to it all, and it feels like tactile, so it can still be a little scary because of how like tactile it feels. And I just I love it. I love the creepy vibes, and you, again, just like all the songs, all the songs, all the songs. Oogie Boogie's song. Ugh. Love Oogie Boogie's song. Oh. I would like to make a formal plea <clears throat> to Disney on Broadway. Um, yes! Say that if you're looking for a new film to license, um, I think that Nightmare Before Christmas would be a smash. I think that if you got the same creative team for like the set and costume design behind Beetlejuice for it, which would make sense because Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas, both Tim Burton. So it makes sense. Yep. Um, but it, I just see it in my head. I've got perfect casting. Um, for your consideration, uh, James Monroe Iglehart as Oogie Boogie. Yes. Got it. He'd win another yeah. Tony for another Disney show. Um, I just, I have always loved that movie. I love the general aesthetic of that movie. I feel like, I don't know, when I think about the aesthetic of that movie, I think about high school because you could always tell who the emo kids were by if they had a Jack Skellington sweatshirt. That just was a weird <laughs> marker of an emo kid at my school. But uh, that, that's who yeah. I am. So it's wow. Um, yeah, no, Nightmare Before Christmas is an iconic um, representation of Halloween in in cinema, if I may say so. Truly top tier. And like the the legend Danny Elfman not just writing the music for it but doing Jack Skeleton's singing voice fun fact that I recently learned um the like non-singing voice of Jack Skellington is Christopher Sarandon yep who was married to legend icon Susan Sarandon obviously um Christopher Sarandon was born in my hometown of Beckley West Virginia Oh my god! And I only learned this like a couple months ago, and I told that's because wild. I, because, well, so my roommate and I were watching um, the Princess Bride, um, and he's Humperdinck in the Princess Bride, and um, so I was like, "Who is this guy? I've seen him in something else." And I, I not seen him in anything else. I'd heard his voice in The Nightmare Before Christmas, but I looked on Wikipedia. I was like, "Beckley, West Virginia, represent it's us and Cake Gate Lady. That's great." Um, and Bill Weathers. So there's that. <laughs> um, but uh yeah that was a fun and then my mom was like you didn't know that that's like one of two people we can claim in beckley him and bill weathers there should be a jack skellington statue in your town i'm gonna write to the mayor of beckley right now (laughs) i didn't even think of that 
If you think about it, though, he's got Nightmare Before Christmas and Princess Bride. Like, he's got two legends on his IMDb. And he was previously married to Susan Sarandon, which I would like to say that. Um, anyways, uh, does anyone else have any other um, movies? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I have more, but I didn't want to double dip. Yeah. Um, if we're talking, like, just autumn, like, generally spooky, but not specifically Halloween vibes, even though, like, I think Halloween does happen in this movie, I, I it's another, like... I know this is a kid's movie, but I really, really enjoyed The House of the Clock and Its Walls. Yes. Like, like, it's not great, but at, like, eight years old, I would have been all about that shit. Like, I totally Jack Black, forgot that movie existed. Jack Black is at his best when he is working with kids or in projects, like, that are for younger audiences. Like, he is just perfect, perfect casting he does such great work with kids and Kate Blanchett is so much fun in it and it the production design of this house can I live there please I would like very much and it just has that like very autumnal feel to the whole movie and it has the like creepy-ish like kitty scares which is great for me because I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to horror. <laughs> like I've gotten better over the years, but I'm still like I will take creepy vibes over like scary, scary any day of the week. That's yeah, that's fair. I love like a good horror comedy. Yes, we do love a good horror comedy. Like, though, which my like, other focus, thing, focus, Rocky horror, like that sort of thing. The Adams Family, the Adams Family, of- and the Adams Family values. iconic pieces of american cinema raul julia and angelica houston like be my be my parents join me next week where i talk about the adams family values and how i legitimately think it's one of the best movies ever made after i talk about how much i hate alice cullen and will schuster (laughs) we're gonna have a loaded episode how we can talk about how fucking perfect Christina Ricci was as Wednesday Adams and how so good as Wednesday. and how wonderfully she passed the torch onto Jenna Ortega in Wednesday, okay. which I enjoyed a lot more than I was expecting to. Same. Wednesday is so good. Wednesday is a lot of fun. Catherine Zeta Jones. I feel like Wednesday um, was the uh, first like resurgence of tim burton where i was like ah there you are yes i don't i was starting to wonder where you went um there you are there is the tim burton we know and love um yeah Yeah. i enjoyed wednesday a lot more than i thought i would too yeah that's another one another tim burton project frankenweenie oh Oh my god great halloween movie i love frankenweenie frankenweenie i love that um a movie that like whenever I was thinking of like okay like movies with Halloween scenes with like like good Halloween bits that I was like oh wait yeah this movie has multiple Halloween scenes is Marriage Story um and the way that the Halloween scenes because there's like two in it and the way that they like sort of symbolically show you where Adam Driver's character Charlie is in his life is really interesting like the one where he is like in the hotel room in LA but he's like very determined he's like trying to give his kid like a good Halloween but it's also like Halloween in LA like 
Um, and he's really struggling and it's like a really, I feel like, okay, this is going to sound maybe like kind of depressing, but I feel like as I have gotten older, Halloween does sometimes feel like a letdown because it's never as good as it was when you were a kid. That's how I feel about Christmas. Yeah. And so I feel like there's something to be said about the depiction of that like disappointing Halloween. Or I don't know if y'all ever had like a bad Halloween as a kid where like things just like it rained or like, you know, something went wrong with your costume. And it was like such a bummer. And it doesn't have like as much drama as Christmas, but it like it really sucks when you have like a bad Halloween. And so I, I I enjoy a good depiction of like a Halloween that feels like you're trying really hard and it's just not coming together. Um, but then later in the movie, whenever, you know, he comes back and they're like in all their costumes and stuff, it's very, and like it shows that, you know, he's had his growth. It's very cute. Um, but yeah, I was like, wow, marriage story, low key Halloween movie. We love to see it. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> the the year after I saw Wicked on Broadway, I was mm. almost 11. I was like, I'm going to be Alphaba for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so, and I would correct people if they're like, oh, it's the Wicked Witch of the West. I was like, no, I'm Alphaba. Mm-hmm. Um, but we covered me in this cheap Walmart green paint that's oh, really God. just supposed to be meant for your face. But we put it on like my arms and chest and it poured the rain. Um, so I just remember green just shrieking down. Oh no! And like it got no. in my eyes, um, and all over my dress. And I just remember my parents would alternate. One would stay behind and hand out candy, and one would take my sister and I trick or treating. Like they'd alternate yeah. every year. And that year it was my dad who took us trick or treating. And I just remember him looking at me, and going, "Poor Elfie, you're melting." Oh no! <laughs> that sounds like Jim. Oh. <laughs> I, he like tried to fix my hat for me. He's like, it's it's it, give it up. It's pointless. That so that is that reminds me of this time. I um my mom I had wanted to be an astronaut for Halloween, and my mom was a real crafty mom. She loved her arts and crafts projects, so she decided to make me a space helmet out of paper mache. Which is, like, really cool. And I thought that was so cool that my mom was making my space van helmet. And then it rained that Halloween. No. And so the paper mache helmet, like, disintegrated. Oh, no. <laughs> like, and we we had to, like, take a car to, like, drive us between the houses. We, <laughs> it was, we in was so dumb. <laughs> In West Virginia, we'd have to take a car between houses. Like, it only happened a few times because it would get so cold that, like, we couldn't be walking out that late. But that's so sad. But that's so... Did you, like, you at least get pictures of, like, your cool astronaut costume before oh, it rained? yeah. Oh, yeah, we, of course we did. Yeah, well, you and gotta, it was awesome. You gotta send those our way. And we'll include those in the show <laughs> notes. It would include a PDF. <laughs> <laughs> I had... <laughs> so much fun doing like coming up with our own Halloween costumes when I was a kid. I didn't really do any like movie or pop culture ones though. Like I, I always like tended to be more like, no, let's do something more generic, but make it more unique. You know, like we'll do like a mad scientist, but so like I, like spiked my hair like got it all frizzy and um 
my mom worked at a hospital, so she got me a lab coat and we made uh, glasses out of pipe cleaners. That's so And cool. put like we rigged up something where like I had a like little power unit in my pocket and I put a light in between the like right here on my forehead in between the uh, glasses. And like I would make it light up when we got to a person's door and shit. Like, That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I would literally just go to Walmart and pick something out. <laughs> yeah, we were we were creative when it came to the the Halloween costumes in my family. One of my best Halloween costumes is there was a year where I like cobbled together a actually I think I'm still very impressed. A pretty good Katniss Everdeen costume. Um, but the real kicker is that my sister was Merida um in like the the big Merida dress. And so then we both had a little bow and arrow. Um, and we just shot them at each other all night, uh, which was very cute. That actually weirdly segues into okay. my other Halloween movie pick. Um, okay. So when I was a kid, I used to do this tradition where um, during the day on Halloween before like we got our costumes on and whatever there, I remember between my house and our next door neighbor's house, there was this giant gravel pit that like filled in like an uneven part of the street mm. and I would go down to the gravel pit and I would pick out a rock and I would give it to either my mom or my dad whoever was handing out candy that year and so that way because my friends and I we'd all meet at the end of the cul-de-sac and then go through the whole neighborhood so then when we'd get to my house my mom or dad would know to put the rock in my bucket so that way when we all like looked at our candy, we could feel like I got a Hershey bar. I got this. And I could go, I got a rock. Referencing God, that's so funny. One of my favorite set up the bit. I set <laughs> up the bit because as a kid, nothing was funnier to me than Charlie Brown and the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Um being like, I got a rock. I thought that was the funniest thing as a kid. Wait, um, wait, how have we not talked about it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown yet? Uh, listen, I was not going to let a Halloween episode. One thing to know about me is I, and Nicole can attest to this, I love the Peanuts. Um, I love Snoopy. And Snoopy in the Great Pumpkin is one of my favorites. So when good. he goes to the Halloween party moment. and they play the piano. <laughs> And he's like dancing, but then he has like flashbacks of the war and starts crying. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, the Red Baron, it's just it's so and I don't know. As a kid, I just liked to watch the Great Pumpkin because I was a wimp about Halloween things, but I also wanted to be festive. Um, and now as an adult, I watch it. And I'm like, this is actually the funniest movie. Like the fact that Linus is setting these parameters for the great pumpkin and he's like you have to find a sincere pumpkin patch and he gets to <laughs> the pumpkin patch and is like what a sincere pumpkin patch not like a <laughs> not a not a negative thing in sight like it's just so funny <laughs> when um they think that the great pumpkin's coming and it's just snoopy and yeah. Sal's like i saw you here all night <laughs> oh yep. funny to me like, that movie is legitimately one of the funniest movies ever made. It's technically a made movie. You could call it a TV special. But my one Halloween tradition that I've kind of adopted for myself that I started doing in college, I think, is every Halloween night I watch The Great Pumpkin. And I, I will be that. doing that this year. So, Oh, my God. We always watch The Great Pumpkin at my house because I like to go to my parents for Halloween because there's, like, kids who actually trick-or-treat in their neighborhood and they're, like, aren't really in mine. 
Um, and we always make mummy dogs, which is where you take hot dogs and like wrap like uh, Pillsbury dough strips around them to make them look like a mummy. Um, before you bake them, and we it. always have to watch the Great Pumpkin because my dad is really obsessed with the peanuts. Um, and look at that, Snoopy. Yeah. Um, you and Todd. But I was gonna um, say, Sherry and I have I Love Lucy, Todd and I have the peanuts. I'm I'm there you in the back of my head. <laughs> You're all set. Um but yeah, it's it's such a good special. I actually do think it's my favorite of the like holiday Charlie Brown specials. Yeah. Um yeah. obviously I do the Easter Beagle. The Easter yep. Beagle is fun. The Easter Beagle's good. Obviously, the Christmas one is very good, but there is something about the Great Pumpkin that I just adore. I just, yeah. my two favorite Peanuts characters are Snoopy and Linus. And this is the Snoopy and Linus movie. Um, it, So it this is, is the yeah. Jimmy Stewart to Linus. <laughs> I <laughs> mean. I, I would wait out. In a, also the Jimmy Stewart to Jimmy Snoopy Stewart. platform. Like, <laughs> like, Yeah. No, I would sit out in a pumpkin, sincere pumpkin patch with Jimmy Stewart. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> and like, you know what? I would trust Jimmy Stewart to know which pumpkin patch was a sincere pumpkin patch. He would sit so up true. there and be like, this is a sincere pumpkin patch, she. You don't see a single negative <laughs> thing, Mr. Potter. <laughs> Just uh, so true. good. The, uh, uh, I also love the beginning where um, Lucy lines the with the pumpkin in and Linus is like why did you kill it <laughs> yeah. yeah I also I used to when I was a kid I thought two things were peak comedy one was that I got a rock the second was mm-hmm. an Easter Beagle when Marcy did not understand how one makes Easter eggs and <laughs> she kept boiling them wrong and Peppermint Patty was like Marcy you made egg soap I used to think that was peak comedy. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> yep, yep. The Jimmy Stewart to Peppermint Patty Pipeline. <laughs> it's all there. I feel like there's a Jimmy Stewart to literally eat any Peanuts character pipeline. Probably, yeah. yeah. That's probably true. Jimmy Stewart to Pigpen Pipeline. Anyways, join us next week where I break down the Jimmy Stewart <laughs> Pipeline. <laughs> After I talk about my beef with Alice, it's the Cole, new like, game that's sweeper. sweeping the nation. Fuck six degrees of sick Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's not even that. It's, it's how, the Jimmy like, Stewart to anybody pipeline. Pipeline. It's yep, not even how much. like they know each other. It's just how the vibes fit. Yeah. Uh, you can connect Jimmy Stewart to anybody, <laughs> living or dead. Listen, don't threaten me with a good time. Um, <laughs> But uh, speaking of threatening people with a good time, oh, when I want to have a good time, okay, segue uh, (laughs) on Halloween. You know what? I watch, I watch Halloween. Ah, you got it. That does make sense (laughs) because you know, like, of all the slasher movies that have happened in the what 50 some odd years since Michael Myers first terrorized mm-hmm. Haddonfield. Um, this is far and away the best one. Have to agree. Yeah. It's that's that's uh, like not even an opinion, that's just correct. It's just <laughs> fact. Like, yeah. I'm sorry about it. It's just fact. Like the fact that like the first half of this movie is just Midwest 
autumn vibes <laughs> with him like just coming out randomly into the scene and stalking people but he's just looking at them very intently through the mask and it's just like how that alone just like gives you like the creepy crawlies it's it's perfect and like growing up in suburbia like that is like what are you most afraid of like going out oh that some random person is just gonna like stalk me all the way home and kidnap me like that's the fear and it's all over this movie and jimmy lee curtis our first um we will be discussing the scream queen to oscar winner pipeline uh it begins and ends with her yeah because she's the best it's a solid like slasher movie even as someone who like doesn't really like slasher movies like that like it's really solid like dan said i think it set off a very specific genre of Mm -hmm. slasher films and it started off this streak that i don't think i think it started with the first halloween and then you have like a nightmare on elm street and Mm -hmm. you even get into i would say up to scream four the other two more recent screams don't talk to me um but i think Scream 4 was kind of the last definitive slasher movie of that era. And I think that was largely in part due to Wes Craven, um, where it's it, I feel like now modern day slashers and there have been some good ones. Like I really liked um, X. I really liked Pearl. But, yes. X is- and the thing about X and Pearl is that I felt like they both had that kind of especially there's something about the eerie thing theme of pearl where like the scariest yeah. thing that movie to me is the end credits where she's just smiling maniacally at the camera it is so scary but i feel like outside of maybe those like i've not seen a modern slasher where it felt like and the weird thing is like i'm not even a huge slasher person but given that i was a child as a child i was so so scared of scary movies and somewhere along the way i could just i just stopped being scared of them that i now have this weird thing to prove of like watch me watch the slasher i can do it i'm gonna sleep fine tonight um <laughs> like if if a character looked weirdly at a camera as a child i would be i would be up for weeks um, <laughs> so no that's completely true actually um i remember the winnie the pooh movie that i loved um oh the, my god like the end where the stuffed poo winks at the camera i'd be like absolutely <laughs> not and then i would not sleep for weeks no. if i watched it I'd have to like look away from the TV at that one scene. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, me with oh, and this is another okay. This is actually a good one because very very Halloween, uh, not a full movie but segment of a movie. I do not trust people who say that they were not frightened by the night on Bald Mountain sequence in Fantasia as a kid. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, if you say that you were not scared of that, I you are lying. Um, you I've are... only seen Fantasia once because that freaked me out so <laughs> the bad. The fact that, like, this is what just I find so interesting is in the way that, like, satanic panic and just the, like, American obsession with like connecting you want to talk the jimmy stewart pipeline like america is gonna find the satanic pipeline yeah in the beginning of that sequence the conductor literally gets up there and it's like this is a tribute to satanism yeah and everyone's like 
Beautiful. Let's I do love it. Everyone's like, church girls love Disney. And so I just find that so interesting. Christian girl um, autumn. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's a flame to Christian girl autumn and and Disney and no judgment. It's just I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um yep. but I remember like I, I couldn't so a weird thing when I was a kid was there was something about like those early Disney animated movies that I could only watch them during the day because I liked them like Peter Pan even Cinderella I loved Cinderella as a kid but they freaked me out a little bit for whatever reason I don't know why there was something about them that I found a little bit scary and Fantasia so I wouldn't watch them at night and Fantasia was just at that that and um Melody Time crossed the line where I was like too Melody time, those two uh, absurdly blonde people skating on the ice just scared the shit out of me. I don't know yeah, why. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Why? I remember being a kid and like we, I, there was a VHS that had a preview for Melody time. So I wanted to see it. And then I put it on, was like, absolutely not, turn it off. Like, wow. And it's just these people skating on ice. Um, but yeah, I remember watching Fantasia as a kid and being like, this is too scary. And so I watched it as an adult because during quarantine, I actually decided to rank all the animated Disney films. And I get to that part on Fantasia and I'm like, come again. Like, we're not even going to deny it. Like, this is like a tribute to Satanism. It was weird. Um, it Yeah, that that's, you know, um, that actually does transition to another good Halloween um, movie and uh dan i know is gonna agree with me because it's his background uh, <gasps> but the adventures of ichabod crane is nice. bing cosby singing that song about the headless horseman turn it up turn it up um, you know i know we all go nuts about you're a mean one mr grinch and how catchy it is but where is the justice for the headless horseman song like the headless horseman so- and the uh, just and that that end sequence where he like comes toe to toe with him, and the like it's it's so good animation for the time, like it. If you want to get me on, if you want to get me going, talk, get me talk. Next week when I talk about the nine hundred things, my beef with Alex Colin and my beef with Will Schuster and the Jimmy Stewart pipelines, I'm also going to talk about how um, early Disney animation I think is a true art form um, that even modern Disney has. Even if they put out like some really good movies in recent years, it just has gotten away from that, and I, it hurts my soul. But the animation in that movie is so good, and it's it's honestly very scary. Um, yeah. When I was a kid, I used to think Mr. Toad was way scarier, and um, but you know what part like weirdly actually scares me so much in um, the Adventures of Ichabod Crane is there's a part where he like thinks he's running in with the headless horseman and then he realizes he's it's clear or so he thinks. And so he starts like cackling and his horse starts laughing. And there's something about that that just scares me so much. I have to put the TV on mute. Um, Even as an, I don't know, as much as I think the Disney early movies were art, I also think they're terrifying. Um, But it's, yeah, that's, that's a good move. It, it, on top of wanting to spend Halloween in the 80s, I think spending the Halloween in, like, the 40s would have been fun, too. Um, Truly, 
let us know if you would like for us to do a whole episode on what the scariest Disney film is, because I think that would be actually quite Ooh, fun. Oh, yes, that would um, be fun. I feel like I've we're going to learn a lot of things about me that we're going to be like, I've got okay. lots of contenders. We have, we all have thoughts on this. We do. <laughs> Melody time. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, I, the Headless Horseman is just one of my like iconic characters in all entertainment i guess like it the that figure looms so large over just any whenever i think of halloween it's it's the headless horseman and i don't know if it's because like that was one of the like first like explicitly halloween stories that i remember hearing but also like then when sleepy hollow when tim burton's sleepy hollow came out um beautiful um immaculate spooky vibes like i feel like this is almost a tim burton appreciation episode but like that's because at his best the man just like he gets the vibes for halloween and he never fails to look like it's not a halloween movie at all but i beetlejuice is a halloween movie like i it it has the vibes yes which is more explicitly a christmas christmas movie. movie But it it has the autumn vibes. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. I watch Edward Scissorhands every Halloween time. Mm-hmm. Though you're right, it is. Though I gotta say, the um, sequence where she dances in the ice chips is one of my Ugh. favorite moments ever committed on film. It's just it's so good. So good. Um, it's good, but yeah. Sleepy Hollow, every anything about the legend of Sleepy Hollow, I'm all about the TV show Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. So much fun. It went went way off the deep end eventually, but love that show. I um man, that's a good one. I didn't even think of Sleepy Hollow. I didn't even think of Vicabod until I saw your background. I was like, you know what's good? Is Bing Crosby singing about <laughs> the Headless me next week, where I also talk about Bing Crosby and Danny Kay and why I love them. Um, it's white, Christmas, white Christmas, baby. I, just, I love White Christmas. Stan, um, does anyone else have any other movies they'd like to share? I have one other movie, which okay. is I realized that the um newer version of The Batman, uh, starring our Pats, uh, actually The Bachelor, and I was like, nope, opens on Halloween. Um, and there's that whole thing with like you know people are in new york city or in i mean it's gotham city but it's new york um in costume and that like you know the whole like opening monologue basically where we're like following from like the riddler's pov and this whole idea that like somebody like the riddler could be running around on halloween because a lot of people are in costume and how would we ever know i actually think it's so scary um like, you want to talk about, like, creepy stairs. Like, Paul Dano as the Riddler. Like, let's go. I'm going to um, tell you, real, that, that movie, I now see Paul Dano doing anything. And my first exposure to Paul Dano was his yeah. portrayal of Pierre in the BBC War and Peace series. Um, yep, there he is. Uh, I, um, my second favorite Pierre. No, actually, I'm sorry. My third favorite Pierre. Um, oh, okay. Love you, Josh. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Ever since the Batman, I now when I see well the Batman and the Fablements, every time I see um Paul Dano now I'm like keep your distance like stay back. 
<laughs> I'm a little scared. Yeah, he's he, so scary. The Maria is so scary. I actually think that like the Batman as a film is the most like the closest thing we've ever gotten to like a real like superhero horror crossover. Yeah. Um, because that film is so flippin' scary. Um, and for what? Like even Robert Pattinson's Batman is a little a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some like gothic horror vibes, especially around a lot of the buildings and stuff, and like the butler and like you know, all of that. Uh I and I was like, oh yeah, it does open on Halloween. So honestly, it's a Halloween movie. Maybe I'll watch it on Halloween. I um oh. I support that. I'll be watching The Great Pumpkin, talking about sincere pumpkin patches. But I also just realized that my Halloween viewing for this year is going to be well, what? by if I watch anything okay. like classic. Yeah. Like usually I like, try to watch whatever like new horror movie I can mm. see on Halloween. But and I think I should make this like a tradition actually now that I think about it because okay. it's so good. And I I'm upset that neither of you have also mentioned this. Um Paranorman. Cute. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm Paranorman. sorry, mentor. I have failed you. Paranorman <laughs> I love is Paranorman. It is the cutest Halloween movie ever. It's a good one. Okay. And like we love our, you know, gay high school lunkhead football player. Yeah. Or baseball or whatever sports ball he played. <laughs> like sports ball. Okay, no, truly, like my Halloween viewing, I do think this year I may rewatch the Batman. I'm definitely gonna rewatch the Stranger Things Halloween episode. Um, I already did my Crimson Peak Halloween watch. Um, you know, yes. Talk about like autumn vibes, Halloween Kinda vibes. Gothic over. Thank you, Del Toro. Um, but then oh, I also am what did you say, Lex? I went, I don't like that movie. Okay, Lex, the last time you watched it, you said you did like it. Okay, this is true. The thing about this movie, I'm, I'm actually, no, 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 I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. My opinion on Crimson Peak changes every time I watch it. And yeah. I'll tell you why. I have fluctuating stances of where I stand with Tom Hiddleston. And yeah. where I stand with Tom Hiddleston deeply impacts my beliefs on this movie. I think... I don't. Mm, mm, I love Jessica should, Chastain. I was I gonna say you should watch it with me because I spend most of it screaming about Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I love <laughs> Chastain. She's so good. I, so I love the aesthetic. I love the. I love the aesthetic. I would live in that house. I don't care that it's haunted. I don't care that they'd be slowly killing me. I do. Wilson showing up, being like, I'm just like, shut up, shut up. My my. So my issue with Crimson Peak. Is that I think it works better as a gothic romance than gothic I horror. I do agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, like I when I'm able to view it as gothic romance, I I like it more. But like I can't help but like see all the stuff that he's like trying to do with the house, and like I'm like push it further, go further, like give me more, like yeah. have the house like bleed, like I really say, do it up. I hate to say that's kind of generally how I feel about Del Toro. Mm. But I care not to be killed by film Twitter. So I'm going to end that sentence there. I feel like Del Toro made it specifically for me. He said, I'm going to push this 
just to where Nicole isn't genuinely scared by it. Um, he gave that as a as a little prezzy to me, and I appreciate that. It's my comfort film. Um, I watch it all times of year. That said, that I don't know what that says about you, Nicole, but it says something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it says that I like to see Jessica Chastain being evil actually brings me comfort. Um, but also when Tom Hiddleston is like. She's like, how many rooms are there in this house? And he's like, I don't know, darling. We'll have to count them. And I'm like, that. That's what I'm. Looking that's for what I'm like. Shut up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I would like a house where you. Don't I'd be like, thank you. I have the ick. I have to go. <laughs> um, your plan's been thwarted. I have the ick. Nicole, have you ever seen um Only Lovers Left Alive? Um, Lex. Of course, I have. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I love. I see, own the soundtrack the on vinyl. There, see, there you go. I Tom Hiddleston gives me the egg. I love Only Lovers Left Alive. It's so good. That, now that is a Tom Hiddleston for, horror film. That even if he's given me the egg, which is nine times out of ten, except for the one time out of ten where I'm like, you know what, you're a little endearing. Up, oh, it's gone. Um, <laughs> every time I try to watch something, I I try to give that man the benefit of the doubt. I really do, and I have no real beef with him. It's just every time I watch him, I think about him just really feeling himself while singing the bare necessities and <laughs> what a weird flex i can sing the oh. whole part about the raw paw and the prickly pear too i've said it before <laughs> i'll say it again tom hiddleston if you're listening smackdown showdown meet me in the alleyway and we'll sing off the bare necessities and when i school you on the whole picking the raw paw with the prickly pear yes. thing then you'll cry and then maybe i'll and then maybe i'll concede on my feelings on crimson peak Anyways, I <laughs> would pay good money to see this happen. I mean, same. The my thing about love, Tom I, would, I would like sneeze and I would miss it up. <laughs> the thing about Tom Hiddleston is when he makes a horror film, it's exactly the kind of artsy horror that I actually want to watch and not like actual horror, which I don't go near. That's um, how I feel about only levels of one. And can I also say, has a person ever put out such like autumn vibes as tilda swinton no because like, i know that you're about to say like, Tom and I was like, mm, but Nicole <laughs> that's right that's correct Absolutely. no but she is like fall like she is just yes. fall i also now i'm like mm, before halloween i need to fit in a rewatch of mary shelley's frankenstein um oh, to pay God. homage to both my dad kenneth brana and also to the mother of science fiction mary shelley mm-hmm. good one uh, good one good one yeah Yes, have you seen Mary Shelley? I actually have not seen the film Mary Shelley, which is okay. Weird. So you need. To I'm afraid of that. it. I'm I'm not afraid of it in like a horror way. I'm afraid of it because like I know a lot about Mary Shelley, and I feel like it's gonna piss me off. And I'm afraid of it pissing me so off. So watch it on Halloween. <laughs> maybe I will actually. You know what? Sherry has seen me. For those listening, Sherry's my mom, um, and Sherry loves that movie. So. Well, you know what? If Sherry loves it, then I Nicole, you try. better love it too. Okay, Listen, you watch it. You're not going to like it. I'll watch it. Then I'll like it. And then at a party, <laughs> Sherry will announce. Lexi knows what I'm talking about because so Sherry true. loves to do that. Yep, it's true. Sherry loves to find a way that I know what she's talking about. But you, you, you usually do though. So, you know. White Christmas and People Magazine crosswords. <laughs> um, and I love Lucy. Yeah. Um, does anyone have another movie? Because I have two books. I was going to say, we uh, we um, are discussing, so perhaps. One movie that I have like okay. seen 
a lot of people randomly logging recently on Letterboxd, which oh, I was like, okay. okay, I guess it must have come to streaming for the first time. Um, but because I loved this movie when it came out in 1995, six, I cannot imagine what my feelings would be about it if I saw it as an adult. But as a kid, Casper is a great Halloween movie. Uh, Bill Pullman is he peak can call me hands- anytime. Peak handsome Hollywood dad. You can uh, call me anytime. Mm-hmm. Christina Ricci is iconic perfect, as ever, as always. And like I remember at the time, like I don't know how they held up, but these special effects at the time were like looked so good. Man, maybe now I'll go watch Casper. I used to love that movie as a kid, but I'm not loved it as a kid. Yeah, cannot I'm, I cannot fathom watching it as an adult uh, because I just like feel like that is a movie that is meant for kids. I um, yeah, I'll probably get five minutes into it and be like, just kidding. I've had enough. <laughs> um, like, yeah, this is too much. But I, I also um, something about Dan teeing up, um casper maybe think of one last movie and then we can move on to books um but i um because i actually have a book now that i think about it um and i think it's gonna make nicole really happy but um we'll get to it uh but no i do again i would be remiss um this would be one of those things that if i thought of this after we were done recording and i realized that i'd be like (laughs) um because it is in my top four i recently changed my top four on letterboxd and I added this movie, and so it'd be stupid of me to not include it. Um, but I'm talking about Donnie Darko. Oh, yes! Because Dan saying that Casper must have recently been added to streaming. I got a Criterion channel subscription, um, which yeah. was the best investment I've made of late. And um, it's on Criterion channel, and so I've watched it, like, I think three times in the last month um Donnie Darko is one of my favorite movies of all time I know that it's like I feel like people tend to fall into two camps with that movie where they're either like oh this is the best or they're like what a pretentious like movie and it's such a like hipster movie it's such a hipster movie and the thing is like the people who are like oh I get I get it but like shut up it's it's so good um it has two of the best needle drops in cinema um Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears, one of my favorite songs. And that scene was directed with that song in mind. And you can tell watching it. Um, And then Notorious by Duran Duran during the Sparkle Motion uh, recital, which for the last, I think, maybe 10 years, my Instagram bio has been, sometimes I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Um, I've not moved it in, I think, maybe 10 years. So... Um, but yeah, the uh, the end scene where they're all at that Halloween party and that movie takes place in the 80s further um, and multiple people die after that party. But um, just drives home that an 80s house party. It's it's a darn shame. I never went to one. Um, never mind that I couldn't have. It's a darn shame I never went to one. Um, OK, before we move on, because we have been on the subject for quite some time. Um, does anyone have any other movies? I don't want to just like bulldoze anyone's opinions. No. Awesome. Um, Nicole, would you like to share your book? 
I would like to share. I have two books. Um, one is, well, you know what? One is kind of a transition because it's a book and a movie. Um, but I feel like I can't talk about this without talking about Harry Potter. Um, obviously, like, disclaimer that we all hate Joanne here and do we not don't condone reviews. Joanne, but we do condone Remus Lupin. Thank you. We do. Um, yeah, obviously, we do. in like the first book and the first movie, there's the whole like Hogwarts Halloween banquet feast thing during which the troll incident happens. Um, but I also do think that there's something kind of funny about the fact that like for the Harry Potter fandom, like Halloween is actually the date of like the most tragic thing to occur um in the whole series, unless you're Lex, which then you would think it's and stuff. Um don't give me I can't talk about it. But, like, it being the day that Voldemort, like, kills Lily and James and, like, the curse, you know, whatever, like, rebounds and Harry's made a horcrux and, like, Voldemort's defeated by a baby. Basically, like, the plot starts. Why is that on Halloween? Like, that's so funny the to me. The thing that I've always found interesting is, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think in England they really celebrate Halloween in the same way we do it in America. It's not as big of a deal over there from what I yeah, know. Yeah, like from yeah. what I understand, which I've not spent, I've actually never been to England, but I, um, 2020, 2024, baby. Um, but I worked with, a, I worked for a German company and I remember last year asking some of our like German counterparts about if they had Halloween and they're like, I mean, it exists, but we don't really like, like they don't go all out like we do in America, Um, which granted like Halloween, you could argue is quite commercialized. And if there's one thing that, America's gonna do what's commercialized so there it is but um I've always found that interesting too and if you yeah. want to find I'm so sorry if this is insensitive though these aren't real people so it's uh, fine <laughs> I guess if you want to find like some good dark humor um look up oh, some yeah. good head cannons on TikTok about the night that Lily and James died because you're gonna find like 14 year olds who think they're just being really gut-wrenching and like I saw one that was like <laughs> what if what if James just thought that Peter was dressed as Darth Vader for Halloween and that's why he answered the door? <laughs> like, I nothing is funnier to me than that. What <laughs> the idea that Star Wars exists in the Harry Potter world is so funny to me, and the fact that Lily Same. and James are hiding for their life and they think they're good buddies just coming over to trick or treat is just really funny to me. I'm sorry, I'm it's sorry, so they're not real people. I also want to know, like, when would Peter have seen? Star Wars, right? Like, well, busy. he's busy being like a double agent. Like, right? Tell me more. Any of them but... had time to watch? Yeah, I, yeah. D- d- mm-hmm. It's the funniest I, thing. I the feel comments, like everyone were like, "Oh my god, that's so sad." I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel but, like yeah. when it comes to that, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like her having his parents die on Halloween should have maybe been our first clue that Joanne was little she, did, she she didn't like she doesn't like fun <laughs> what, I, what I'd say to that she if, if no, you don't like true. Halloween just about it. every time they start having fun in those books like they go to the they go to the Quidditch World Cup up oh, there's an attack yep. Yep. oh the Yule Ball okay well they're Death Eaters just saying yep. she hates I it's just it's the funniest holiday that she could have possibly put that on. I don't know. It no, the funniest would have been, like, would have like, been Boxing Day, okay? Like, like they don't celebrate July. I know, that's why it would have been funny. <laughs> it would have been 
really funny if it was on Thanksgiving. Like, Happy 4th of July. Sorry, Lily and James. <laughs> no, it would have been really funny if it was on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving would have been Because <laughs> it would have been truly meant nothing to me. English. Boxing Day. Yeah. Boxing, no, exactly. No, Boxing Day is a bigger deal in Europe, I think. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. I, so. like, I just think knowing, I mean, I don't think even she would have anticipated that Harry Potter would become like the cultural phenomenon it did. But, like, knowing what we know now about, like, and I completely understand why, and I'm frankly for it, of, like, she's just gone off the deep end, and she just, yeah, we pretend she doesn't exist. Um, So I'm all for, like, the Harry Potter, and I, I know that, like, a lot of people found comfort and solace, I did, like, growing up mm-hmm. within Harry Potter. So, like, I am all for people reclaiming that, Um, but knowing what I know about, like, the way the Harry Potter fandom works... It's just there are little things where I'm like, if she just picked like, I don't know, like Arbor Day. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd been like, oh, happy Arbor Day. Arbor Day. <laughs> or like a bank hall or like a unit. Yeah, uni- bank holiday. holiday. Just been like, ah, yeah. oh, we get today off school for Lily and James. It was Darth Vader. And then my my other book that I wanted to talk about, I don't know that Dan's read, but I feel like Lex may have read it. Um, and it is a lovely, like I guess, middle grade children's book. Um, that I was. Are you actually? Well, mine? I don't, depends on what you're gonna say. Don't you dare steal mine. Keep going. Um. Well, and I will say that it is part of a larger series, and I'm getting this series that it occurs in is one of my least favorite. I'm getting nervous. Um, of like the larger series but I love it because there's this whole like most of the conflict of this entire book revolves around like what they're gonna dress up as for Halloween I'm and so a scared of, I think you're about of, to take oh my god what is it <laughs> and it is meet Molly you took mine the American Girl series okay Could I'm you? so sorry my Siri just kicked you in and I it could not hear you. Mine. I said I had a book from the beginning. That was the book. Um, I also brought this up in our group chat. So did you, you can't. Yeah, I well, did. I can't help that I have I have a non-existent <laughs> long-term memory. Yeah, so it's it's my pick. But you can share it. But yeah, I was not a Molly girly, but I was. the entire plotline of this book really does revolve around the fact that like she and her friends like are like, we should go as Cinderella and the two stepsisters, but who's going to be Cinderella and who's going to be the stepsisters? And then eventually they're like, it's fine. We'll just all dress as hula girls, which like mm-hmm. cultural appropriation, question mark. Um, that, soon after, that soon after Pearl Harbor. I was going to say. Um, but I did have a little hula outfit for my American Girl ball. Um, oh my god! Molly was yeah. the first American Girl book I or girl doll I bought. Well, I didn't oh buy god, it. I was mine. I, I had no money. That was the first one that I was gifted. <laughs> I love that. I later um, had. I had Molly. I also had Emily. Now Emily, I love, but I'm Molly, sure I did. thought was kind of annoying. I'm um, that tracks. I like, know. Meet Molly. They talk about. Um, they talk about who they're going to be for Halloween. And Molly yeah. starts a personal vendetta against turnips. Yes. And she complains for like at least six pages worth about her hair being straight. Um, <laughs> I love yeah. that. Um, I think it was earlier this year. I don't remember when it was. Maybe last year. Um, SNL did a bit 
where it was supposed to parody the Barbie yep. movie trailer, but it was American Girls. It was so my good. My favorite thing was um, Samantha's like, I watched my parents die on a boat. Okay. Like, that's okay. My best friend died of cholera. And uh, Molly goes, that's okay. My dad's a prisoner of war. And unfortunately, I have glasses. <laughs> it's just so good. Yes. And okay, Anna truly... de Armas was Josefina, my actual favorite, but <laughs> so good. But yeah, I just whenever I think about Halloween, like I think about that. Um again, because I, I do love like... to experience Halloween in the 40s. I think it would have been fun. Yeah. I do think it is also like one of the only like books like that that like really goes into Halloween. Um like, I don't remember it coming up in any of the other American Girl books, obviously. But see, I think American Girl was, like, one of those things where I feel like, and I don't know, maybe it's because I I grew up um, in kind of this kind of era. I don't really know how to describe it, but, like, um, not culture, but atmosphere. Yeah. Where it, I don't know why, but American Girl, to me, Seems like one of those things, at least in the early 2000s, I feel like here lately they've just completely revamped and gotten very progressive, which great. But I feel like in the early 2000s, like American Girl tried to stay very politically neutral, which in. Given that you're basing dolls off historical moments is a little difficult. Um, You would think that, but actually going back over the books, they're surprisingly progressive like samantha's whole shtick ends up being around like factory labor um oh yeah no i mean more of like they i feel like because i had a lot of friends who were really into american girl but like they weren't allowed to celebrate halloween and they weren't allowed to like watch it interesting so i feel like at least in the early 2000s yeah late 90s when i feel like american girl really took off i really kicked off I know that they started in 1986 because now they have a doll from 1986 who has an american girl doll which just feels too meta for me. Um, yeah. Like, does she know she's a doll? Is this like Toy Story? Um, <laughs> I uh, And she's, she's from 1986. So she's over there watching the news about how Eddie Munson died. And she just wants to just eat lunch out of her Pac-Man lunchbox, please. I can't take you seriously. Um, but I feel like in the late 90s is where American Girl really took off. And then definitely by the time we were kids in the 2000s, it was, I mean, it was like a currency in my elementary school, how many American Girl dolls you had. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, I don't know this for sure, but, like, my theory is that American Girl was maybe a little too scared to, like, veer too much into that kind of thing. Yeah. Because they I need to- I also feel like Molly, for a long time, was the, like, most modern doll, and, like, I don't, I don't know that people were doing anything for Halloween during the Depression. I cannot imagine Graham Mary was allowing Samantha out to, like, blow flower in people's faces. Um, uh- <laughs> Nellie did it. You know who would have let her was Uncle Guard. Uncle Guard would have been like, I'll help. Uncle <laughs> Guard's gonna guard your heart. Listen, we we could do a whole episode on Jimmy the Stewart weird to Uncle Guard. The weird crushes I had on people in the American Girl books, namely Uncle Guard, but also no one will be surprised to know that ben. I had a crush on Ben yeah, um, from the Flitzy books. Like. That tracks. I also, in retrospect, have realized I definitely had a crush on Molly's older sister, Jill. Um, okay. And at the time, it's like, I'm just really obsessed with her and I don't know why. Uh- <laughs> you know, that, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Anyway, um, I'll talk about it later. Um, okay. but yeah, that was that was my Halloween pick book. Huh. Um, <laughs> so I don't have any. I love ones. this. 
Does anyone else have any others? I I did not think of like books for this, although like because because I'm sure that like I had lots of like books when I was I was a voracious reader when I was like really young like until I got to, like high school college age like read a lot, um and I'm sure that I read plenty of books that had like Halloween moments in them but I like don't. I do not remember what they are now. Um, but one that I do remember meeting that is very Halloween is uh, Ray Bradbury's Something Wicked This Way Comes. Ooh, good one. Like that, you get autumn vibes like right from the first page of that movie, of the book, rather. The movie, the Disney movie, exists. Um, it's there. <laughs> and Jonathan Price is super fucking creepy in it. And it, I would say that it does for carousels what Jaws did for the water. Um, <laughs> and I feel like you would back me up on that. I will. I'll back you That's up. That's real. <laughs> I, now I'm trying to think of a book because I'm almost taken. Um. <laughs> Even if you called it first, you took it from me. I did um, in the group chat. Nope, you still took it from me. Listen, <laughs> sometimes I don't read, um, which is why I'm struggling for Halloween books. I um, was going to let you make that joke. <laughs> I'm looking at... I do read, for the record, if you're listening. I, please don't start that rumor. Um, okay, I'm sorry, but the way you said it really was giving that bit <laughs> the 2005 Pride and Prejudice when yeah. Bingley was like, I, I do know how to read. <laughs> I hate to say that's the not the first time someone said that to me, but not, not the first time. Okay, I'm looking at my bookshelf, and this feels like a pretentious reach, but whatever. I'm not, and the thing is, I'm too scared to say the title. Um, but the cursed Shakespeare play. Oh, incredible! Yes, ah, I think that's a perfect yes. Halloween read. And Hamlet's that a very a good Halloween. Hamlet's a very good Halloween read. It is because yeah. Hamlet is at its core a ghost story. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, so there we go. There's my connection to Nicole's Halloween Look. and mine. Um, total side note in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, one oh, of okay. my favorite movies of all time. Um, the song they sing at the beginning, and the thing is, like, it's the only. Uh, it's the only time I told Nicole the story, and she knows where I'm going with it. Um, it's the only time that like we really see like the Hogwarts choir, and I want more stories about the Hogwarts choir. Like, when did they rehearse? Why are the frogs there? Why is there not a single Slytherin in the choir? I I, I don't know, but they sing. I assumed <laughs> that no Slytherins would audition for the choir. Like, just I'm that's not, not what they do. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like some Slytherin probably has some decent pipes and probably thinks. They're like one of those people that thinks they can sing better than they can. I could so see a Slytherin doing that. Um, yeah. But <laughs> they sing the witches chant from the haunted Shakespeare or cursed Shakespeare. You can show. say the Scottish play. The Scottish play. Thank you. Um, And they don't enunciate very well. And so <laughs> you just, when I was a kid, all I heard was like, and I thought they were singing the song from the Grinch. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I literally thought they were going, what does that even mean? Where's the connection between Hogwarts and Newville? 
Uh, Lexi, it's actually Latin that they're singing the Dafudores. Is it really? <laughs> I just thought no. it was fun. So I, I don't know. I was like, I just thought it was fun Sue stuff. I don't know. Um, but so when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to figure out the... Con- Join me next week where I make the pipeline to Hogwarts to Whoville. <laughs> you know what, Remus Lupin? Pipeline to Jimmy Stewart. There it is. That <laughs> one I will give you. I could so see Jimmy Stewart playing Remus Lupin. That's I actually, I can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally sweating thinking about it. My face is getting red. Imagine Jimmy Stewart leaning against the door frame. Ah. Imagine Jimmy Stewart. Getting on my, that note, we're gonna fight Bogarts today. <laughs> I'm Bogarts, Mr. Potter, telling I have to tear down the building alone. Um, my Bogart is Harry Bailey. Anyways, on that note, I received some feedback on my podcasting skills, and I've been told that I I, I go off the rails a little too quickly, and I tried really hard this episode, but I didn't succeed. <laughs> Someone brought up Jimmy Stewart. Can you try your best. Just don't bring up Jimmy Stewart. It's a cardinal rule of podcasting. Sure, fire away <laughs> for me to just go off the rails. Anyways, does anyone else have anything else they'd like to share, or should we just we, look we put the culture thing out of their misery at this point? Look, the culture cabinet is full of quite full discursive stories and. You know, side quests, so I to speak. I really, really like, love hearing like y'all's personal anecdotes about Halloween. Yes. I, I I love what I'm here for. Anecdotes. Same, honestly. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else Halloween-ish that they would like to put into the culture cabinet? Can I say something that I is kind of Halloweenish that I do not want to put in the culture cabinet. You want like, to bar from that, the culture cabinet? That I want cabinet? to bar. Yes, yes I All would right. like to bar. I would like to bar bobbing for apples from yeah. the culture cabinet. Well, especially after watching Death in Venice. When I was a kid, um, I would go to my friend's church's um, like fall festival Um and what's weird is we couldn't call it Halloween party. It was a fall mm. festival. <laughs> but they always yep. had a Classic. fake fortune teller who would like summon the spirits wow. or pretend to. Hello? And so I'm like, this, as an adult now, I'm like, that felt counterproductive. Um, but I remember <laughs> they put Listerine in the popping for apples water because they thought that would um that would like kill bacteria. But what ended up happening was all these kids got like Listerine in their nose. And so I'd come back up and be like, it bounced. Oh my god. Yet another reason why yep. bobbing for apples should just be banned well, from the culture cabinet. Especially feels weird in a post-COVID world. Like, not that we're yeah. like post-COVID, but like, you know, like the idea that I'm just going to go like, stick my mouth in this. Yeah. I, like to, it's, no. I feel like bobbing for apples had to have started in like the 1800s or something. And just there yeah. was a time where we didn't have like entertainment, so a bunch of people put a bunch of apples in a bucket of water and was like, you know, it's gonna fill time. We're gonna try to get these apples out of this bucket of water with our mouth. <laughs> oh. Um, I would like to put into the culture cabinet the haunted mansion ride in all of its forms. Ah, oh, yeah, 
Yes. <laughs> I knew that you two yeah. would both appreciate that. I started um, as the Haunted Mansion reference, of course. Well, that's why I want to make sure that it's clear that the Haunted Mansion ride itself is in the culture cabinet. Yes. The movie is... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Ride... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The original <sighs> movie is getting... The original movie is getting in here. Get in here, original movie, with your hot British ghost. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Ah, Inspector Lindley. <laughs> oh my god! The hot British ghost in the haunted mansion. You get like the rest of the movie. Fine, I can leave it. But whew, Inspector Lindley. That's what is that what you're putting in the culture cabinet? <laughs> I don't know his. I don't know his real name, but he's Inspector Lindley. <laughs> and hmm, you can get in the cabinet. If he I showed up to that in. house and he was that like, "You're my dad I'd movie, be like, yeah. "I can be." <laughs> I man, now. Mm, I don't know what's my little. That's my last minute edition. Is is hot British ghost in the haunted mansion movie? That tracks. I mean, yep, yep. All right. Well, this has been a real joy. Um, <laughs> that sounded you, you, no. You put Jimmy Stewart there. <laughs> like... This has been a real joy. She, <laughs> Mr. Potter. She, um, it's just alone. God. God, I love that movie. We are coming so close to being able to watch It's a Wonderful Life. And that is when my depression and my peak form simultaneously emerge. Um, Let us know, listeners, if you'd like us to do a whole episode about Jimmy Stewart. Oh, what's this? Breaking news. Oh my god, the comments, they won't stop flooding in. the, the, The listeners, they're begging. You're saying, please, please do a Jimmy Stewart. Or scariest Disney animated movies. Let us know. Why not both? Yeah. You know? I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, are other people um, interested in these things? Let us know. Do or like Christmas like, horror movies, since that's, that's when I can a talk sub about theme. Mm-hmm. That's when I can talk about Gremlins. Um, but no, in all seriousness, if you're still listening, um, <laughs> if you've stayed with us through all this. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank first you. of all, second of all, if there are any things that suggestions of um what you'd like for us to cover, we are more than happy to hear it. Um, you can if you want us to rank all of Taylor Swift's vault songs, like hit us up. Hit us up. Oh yeah, um, we can we'll do talk- that. We, we can, can talk about that. anything culture. We can talk about Jimmy Stewart. We can yes. talk. What about would stuff. you like to see us put in the culture cabinet? What? Yeah. What would you put in the culture cabinet? Let us know in the mm-hmm. comments. I'm um, just kidding. This isn't YouTube. Um. <laughs> but um no in all seriousness um we should probably share where they can find us on social media so they can share such information um so dan why don't you tell everyone where they can request um topics about jimmy stewart (laughs) you can find me on the social media network formerly known as twitter and who is currently known as we won't say um at dance and dan on film Nicole, if someone wanted to come to you and let you know that they really wanted an episode just about Remus Lupin, where would they contact you? They probably text me, and it would probably be from you, uh- <laughs> <laughs> or from me. There we go. Thank you, Dan. Remus Lupin episode. Here we go. Um, no, truly, I can be found online on Instagram, um, the place formerly known as Twitter letterbox i mean like just come leave this in the comments of one of my random letterbox reviews i would die laughing uh at nicole ackman 16 i will say as a warning i'm not checking my twitter as much lately i deleted the app off my phone um which is character growth. i'm honestly right behind you um, yeah um but i am on instagram so come find me over there um 
or, you know, send me a, a smoke signal, a pigeon messenger. Let me know if you want us to talk about uh, Jimmy's or like, should we force Lex into doing an episode about Tom Hiddleston? Let us know. Um, <laughs> If you are listening to this and your takeaway is, man, I would love to talk about Joseph Quinn and Catherine the Great. Uh, please <laughs> let me know. And you can do so at um, the social media app formerly known as Twitter. I hate I hate when news stations call it that like when i'm watching the news and they call it that drives me crazy um i am honestly on my way to deleting the app off my phone if not deleting my whole account um but for the time being i'm on there at at lex willy w-i-l-l-i underscore that is also my instagram handle i'm on tiktok at at lexi and i am on letterbox but i don't really know what my handle is so just search lex williams um and i should pop up um anyways thank you so much for joining us um on this riveting episode of culture cabinet um stay tuned where uh for jimmy stewart fun times um until then have a good one